Deontay can't let the emotions of the previous down affect his next down. Uh, but I'll give him an opportunity to address that with you guys. I'll give him an opportunity to address that with his teammates. Um, I'm not going to add any additional color. I think plays like that are best uh, described and, and outlined by those involved and less so uh, by guys like me. I keep my attention on, on challenging things, things that await us this week, uh, schematic preparation for Arizona and the readiness of this group. Um, it's something that he needs to answer for. And so I'll give him an opportunity to do that. His teammates will give him an opportunity to do that. And I won't provide any, any color until he does. Uh, you know, I'll address the situation to my teammates. And they know how I feel and what, uh, how I should go about the situation. You know, next time it occurs, whatever, you know, I own up to it. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect. So, like I said, all I can do is just move forward and just keep playing football. That's all I'm worried about. What was their response, Deontay? Huh? What was your teammates' response? Uh, they didn't say nothing. Really, it was just more of me just owning up to my what I did on Sunday to the team, like letting them know that it won't happen again. Deontay, were you just caught up in the last and the, the touchdown that was was overturned? Uh, like I said, if I didn't know the play was still going, uh, like I said, if I could make the play again, I'd jump on the ball. Mike said, you know, for you, it's a lot about maintaining emotions from play to play. How is that something that you work on or that you feel like you've tried to work on throughout your career? Well, it's not something I like, try to do on purpose. Like, nobody just is out there just trying to mess up. I'm human just like everybody else out here. So, you know what I'm saying? It's my job. Like, I know what I got to do. Um, and I, like I said, I'm not perfect. So, I'm just, I just trying to make plays at the end of the day. And, um, Sometimes things might not go your way or whatever, but I'm doing my, the best I can to just keep playing. And that's all I can do is just keep trying. It's a new season, baby. Snooze for seven podcast. You already know what it is, man. Gang, gang, you already know what it is, man. It's not a gang, it's a gang, it's the gang. You already know what it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a gang, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a gang, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division, Super Bowl, let's win it. Still a nation, what's going on? This your guy Kev Easy here, man. You heard the beginning, you heard Mike Tomlin. That was from Tuesday. You heard what Deontay said. That was from the today. But welcome, man. Stills for Seven Podcast, episode one, two, six. Look, man. Or what? I think this is one, two, seven. I think it's. I think it's one, two, seven. We gonna figure it out, man. I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna have it ready for you right now. I'm stalling, real bad. Forgive me. Yeah, one twenty six. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, there you have it, man. There you have it. You heard Mike Tomlin. Like, the Deontay situation, as y'all already know, Jalen Warren fumbled, and Deontay wasn't engaged at all in the play. Now, we talked about it a little – we talked about it a lot on the last podcast. Shout out to Money Mitch. Shout out to Dread. 
You feel me? Uh, we talked about it a lot. And, you know, we had, we had like some different perspectives than the majority of Stellar Nation or majority of the pundits out there that is giving their opinion on it. But Deontay came out and he had his press conference, man. Didn't really want to say too much. You heard him said uh, when they asked what did the players say he said they ain't say nothing man <laughs> yeah, he said yeah they didn't say nothing man that was funny man like because at this point Deontay Johnson be having his cap and gown on and like just because what he said about the play and he look at the play and nothing nothing that he said added up to what he said, I mean, to what happened on the field, I was like, all right, Deontay going to be, you know, PC, political, and all that. But when he said that, I was like, come on, man. You, mean, you know damn well the play said something. You know the player said something, man. They didn't let you go off scot-free, man. But, yeah, man, like he said, he just got to keep working, keep trying to get better, man. Deontay Johnson be having moments like this once like once a season, man. He be having moments like this, man. He going to get through it. I know he going to get through it, man. He's going to let his play be his, I guess, uh, I don't know how what you want to call it. We're going to let his play be our guide to see how he handles things going forward, man. Because at the end of the day, we're turning it. We're, we're really a running team that goes to our tight end. We still writing the story. We still writing the story. But as of right now, we are running team that gets the tight end involved. And sometimes y'all can get y'all peace. It's up to y'all, you, GP, Kenny. I'm going to throw Kenny in there, too. It's up to y'all to get that together. We're going to be here, and we definitely going to chill when that happens. But, yeah, man, the stuff Deontay's getting <laughs> thrown in, like, he's getting thrown in so many different fires, man. Like, I don't think that. Stellar Nation understands that Deontay's been on the team for a while. This is not new behavior to me. I even said it on the last pod to some degree that he's this is not new behavior. This is what he does. He does this every once in a while. Like he'll take a playoff, you know? And I don't mean like him running a route taking a playoff, but if it's a running play, he might take a playoff. You've seen it. I, I've seen it. At least once a year that he's played, you know. Um, it happens. It happens. But the media chewed him up, spit him out. Still the fans chewed him up, spit him out. It's like, yo, at the end of the day, he brings something to the team, well, to the receiver room that we don't have in that room. And that's excellent route running. Now, it's up to him if he wants to – you know, put all that behind him and start balling like we know he can ball. 
and start capitalizing on certain things that will not make him mad and want to take a playoff the next one, you know? Like, if he didn't drop the ball, yeah, granted, it was a touchdown. Like, I felt like it was a touchdown. Almost everybody felt it was a touchdown, but you had the, you still had the opportunity to not give them that doubt, you know, just by holding on to the ball. But, you know, I'm not tripping too hard about that, but obviously you was. But I, I already know Deontay going to get that thing together, man. Definitely. Because well, he, he, he didn't really ball out, ball out on um, the last game, but he had that one catch that I think it was a 30-yard. 30-yard catch. That, that was significant. You know what I'm saying? So, Deontay, man, I already know it's going to be tough this week. I don't know if you yeah, – you, yeah, you, you are a social guy. You be on social media and all that. Um, but, yeah, man, still for seven podcasts. We room for you, man. We room for you, man. We already know this is nothing. On to the next one. Quickly, just looking at some health-related things. Um, got the light on for, for, for Mika and Mon Adams uh, this week. Um, both guys will be participants on some level tomorrow. And then we'll let the amount of participation and the quality of that participation be our guide as we, as we lean in toward the latter part of the week. But, but cautiously optimistic about both. Um, Calvin Austin had an ankle injury in, in game. Um, but, you know, 24, 48 hours later, it looks significantly better. And so we'll watch him, and he might be limited some at the early portions of the week. We'll let the quality of that and the amount of that participation be our guide in terms of, uh, you know, his availability. And, um, and Kenny's experiencing some ankle discomfort that might limit him in some way um, at the early portions of the week. Um, but other than that, man, um, we like where we are from a, from a health standpoint, natural bumps and bruises associated with play. Now I'll turn our attention toward Arizona. Surprisingly, man, as you heard, um, Kenny Pickett, he's having a little discomfort in the ankle, man. That's what Coach said yesterday at the press conference. Um, me, I don't think it's significant at all. I think by the time the game comes around, Kenny's going to be ready to go. Another thing he said is that he's optimistic about makeup Fitzpatrick. And, you know, I think he said Martavis Adams. But having those two back will be definitely, definitely significant. But I don't know because I feel like they playing with the Minka situation. They just going to keep throwing that out there, you know, just in case. But when Minka comes back, say if Minka comes back, it's like somehow, some way, Trent Thompson got to get run. He still got to get some type of burn. He still has to get some type of burn because in the two games he played, He's ball. He, he's balling. He's balling. He's balling, man. Uh, hopefully, he can get some rest when Minka come back. Especially, you know, Minka just coming back. Do you want to really try to put all that on Minka? Like, you know, have him on a little snap count. You know, we have the bodies, but granted, who, uh, 
who will we not activate if we bring Minka back and keep him, you know, who knows? Maybe it, I don't, I don't even want to say it tight end because we kind of need the three we have, uh, especially with move coming back, having a game he had. So I don't really think that, I don't know. I don't know. Probably somebody I don't even know. Probably uh, one of the corners deep, 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 you know, deep down there. Cause I don't, I didn't hear anything about Rush. Um, I'm not sure if he even played for real. <laughs> I'm not even sure if he played, but but yeah, like make it come back. I want to, I want to at least have of uh, some Trent Thompson out there. You gotta reward that man. You know, he gotta get at least five snaps. Some, you know, so. <laughs> But Martrez, like Adams, Martrez Adams, if he come back, that's only going to add to, I don't want to say the dominance, but add to what our D-line is already doing as far as, like, stopping the run, you know, causing causing pressure and whatnot. But definitely in the run game, him, he, him coming back would just be adding to that, you know. So, but going into this week, we, like, I want to say, like, maybe 60% done with the season, 65% done with the season. And we missed a lot of guys. Like, we we played a lot of games without guys. Like, we played a game without Kenny. No, 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 we didn't. We, well, we don't, we played damn near a whole game without Kenny when he got hurt. But um, I don't know. I think Kenny missed the game this year. I don't know. Well, we played the game without a lot of our players, especially on the defensive side. Cam Hayward, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick on the offensive side, Pat Fryer move. You know, like, like the list goes on. But we still managed to win these games because the next man up mentality means so much more in Pittsburgh. Like, the stiller way of playing football, it's, it's, it's like it's engraved in these guys, <laughs> you know. It's like it's they're, they're they're molded into all right. I can plug and play you, but we know the superstars still. You know, when the backups come in, yeah, they'll do a they'll do a good job. They'll do a good job, not all the time, but a lot of times they'll do a good job. But when them superstars is in there, you know the superstars is in there. You know, but yeah, man, just adding Montrez Adams back would definitely uh, help that because he was doing his thing a little bit, man. He was doing his thing this season. So missing him, I thought, you know, we was going to kind of suffer. But Keanu Benton just continues to get better. And he's next to Cam, you know, Malario. So it's like, yo, he ready to go. He ready to go. And I don't think, you know, I think he's going to end up still starting. I think uh, Trez might end up backing him up. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, you know. You know. <laughs> it is what it is with that one, man. Not only um, for the defense, but before our, before our football team. Um, there's just a lot to learn 
uh, from him in terms of how he goes about his business, how he works to maximize his talent level, um, what he does, the level of production. I mean, let's be honest, like TJ is the best defensive player on the planet right now. Um, and he proves that week in and week out with the plays that he delivers us. Um, I get a bird's eye view of it. I see the lengths that people go through to minimize his impact on the game. I know the type of games that we've been in, close ball games, and you know how that at times minimizes a, a guy that plays his position's ability to impact the game. None of those things slow down the train that we all know is coming. And so we're just appreciative of it. Hopefully it's something that the, that the young guys can learn from. Um, and it's our job to continue to work to put him in position where his talents and his will and his preparedness shows. That's what I'm talking about, Coach. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yes, sir. T.J. Watt is the best in the world. He's the best in the world. And, and it's crazy how he gets disrespected. I don't even want to say disrespected, but he don't get the acknowledgement that I feel like he should, man, like the Aaron Donalds or, you know, even J.J. Watt. Like, I feel like Pittsburgh and Die Hard rural football fans, like I'm talking about like hard-hitting football, like they respect T.J. Watt. But I feel like they don't market T.J. Watt like they um, used to market J.J. Like, granted, I do see some commercials with T.J. in it now, and I I ain't going to lie. I'm like, okay, all right, I see him. I'm trying to show personality. I'm trying to show a little personality. <laughs> I messed that up. But, um, yeah, man, T.J. been wilding this year. Like, he got an interception. He has – uh, three force fumbles. He has how many? How many sacks? Thirteen point five. Leading the league, tied leading in the league. You know, as far as tackles for loss, he got twelve tackles for loss. Quarterback hits. Let's see, quarterback hits. Twenty-five quarterback hits, no safeties, but you know it is what it is with that. Like, but he's balling this year too, man. Like T.J. Watt, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, Defensive Player of the Year. Really should have been it two years. I still don't think Stephon Gilmore deserved it that year over T.J. I still don't. Um, and this year, you he like. The case is made. Like, he can be defensive player of the year. Now, granted, it's some guy in the corner or whatever, I think, for the Cowboys that got, like, six, uh, like, touchdowns, cornerback, uh, pick sixes. He got, like, five or six of those. You know, that's a little crazy. But still, T.J. Watt is wrecking the league. Like, he's not even 30 yet. He's not even 30 yet. He's not even 30 yet, y'all. Like, and he's the second fastest to um not the second fastest, but he has the second most sacks 
in his first 100 games. And, well, first 90 games, I think we hit the 100 game by now. But if not, you know, it would be still be second. He's not catching Reggie White. But he's behind Reggie White in, in that regard. You know, and Reggie White, come on now. Come on now. And he's ahead of J.J. Like, T.J. Watt has been doing this consistently, man. Consistently. For years. For years, man. Like, let me let me just go like, cause the least last year he played ten games, right? But other than that, he's been around. He's been around. This man, as far as sacks, hold on, seven sacks in his rookie campaign, thirteen second year, fourteen, then fifteen, then twenty two. Then he got hurt, you know, and he had the 5.5. But now he got 13.5. Like, other than last year, and he still made the Pro Bowl last year, but you know you know what that means, man. But <laughs> he has 91 sacks for his career. You know, um, as far as forced fumbles, 26 of those. Pass deflections, 43 of those. Quarterback hits 187. I'm pretty sure that's the most since uh, he got in the league. You know, he already he got hundreds everywhere, man. Hundreds, <laughs> hundred tackle for loss, hundred quarterback hits. You know, uh, almost a hundred sacks. Got nine away from that. Like TJ's balling, man. TJ's balling. Yeah, matter of fact, 90 games. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not at his 100 game yet. He'll be at his 100 game, not this week, but next week. TJ will have uh, his 100 games. But we don't know. He might mess around and have six sacks. But he's still not going to catch <laughs> Reggie White. Reggie White had like 100, I think 101 or something like that. But anyway, come on, man. You can't compare TJ. I know they do this a lot, especially with Miles Garrett. And it's just not, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. Miles Garrett is a significant talent. He's he's like as far as like how would you create somebody in Madden? As far as like your DN, you probably gonna create Miles Garrett. You know? But it's not there. It's not there, man. It's not there. Miles Garrett, granted, he have his hand in the dirt most of the time, but TJ does too. But TJ has you know, seven interceptions to Miles Garrett, zero. And just for the record, TJ played 98 games and Miles Garrett played 95 games. So it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Three game difference here, but you see the stats is significant. Um, Sacks, 91 for TJ, 87.5 for Miles Garrett. You know, forced fumbles, TJ 26 to Miles Garrett 17. For um phone recoveries, I'm gonna just let that go. Um, but TJ leads in that as well, ten to five. I might as well say it now. Um, as far as Pro Bowls, five for TJ, four for Miles. All pros both tied at four. And defensive player of the year, TJ with one, and I feel like he should have got two. You know, like even this year, like let's talk about it. Let's talk about it this year. 
Um, hold on, baby. See, I'm getting too hype. I'm getting too hype, man. I'm getting too hype, man. All right, forget it. <laughs> forget it. Forget that. But, yeah, you see what I mean, man. TJ is the best defensive player in the game. And I feel like it's been like that for the last five years. I feel like it's been like that for the last five years, man. And you can't you can't you can't imagine a player being so great that if TJ had a one sack game, you would think he had an off game. Whereas guys that go games without having a sack. When TJ doesn't have a sack in a game, you feel like he didn't do anything. But if you watch TJ from the first snap to the last snap, he's getting held, double team, triple team, what have you. <laughs> you know? Like, it's not TJ really got a fight. And then on the and then on the other side, Alex Highsmith, they gotta fight him too. So he be getting uh double sometimes, you know, but he got a lot more singles than um tj obviously but yo man tj's a force he's a guy that you quarterbacks fear they body hurts when they wake up man they body weight hurt when they wake up they don't want no they do not want to go to war with tj watt you know you saw what happened with tj watt uh what was zay flowers you feel me like yo tj watt getting that mole he might pop you he might pop you, man. You know? But, yeah, TJ's the best in the world. I don't think anyone can argue that. People be trying to argue Miles Garrett. I don't understand that. Um, he's very good. I definitely say Miles Garrett is top five defender probably, you know? But as far as what what's going on here, TJ Watt is not under anybody. Not under anybody. And TJ Watt, before this game, he wasn't first in sacks. But ain't nobody that was on uh that was ahead of him in sacks. He was like better than TJ, cause you know TJ coming. Mike Thomas said it said it the best, man. You know it's coming. You know what's coming. You know, um, but yeah, man. I'm pretty sure TJ Watt is gonna get Defensive Player of the Year. I definitely don't want them to snake my boy, but you know, you never know, man. But TJ Watt, the greatest in the world. <laughs> like that, that's something that should be easy for everyone to say. Yeah, man, we got some potential Hall of Famers on the come up right now. We got some potential Hall of Famers for the Steelers coming up. Look, it's former great Super Bowl MVP. I feel like he should have been got up in there. You feel me? He's up there, and that's Heinz Ward. This man is the reason why a lot of rules changed. This is the reason why a lot of people can't block the way they want to block. All those ooh blocks that um, receivers used to get off, they can't get it off no more because of Heinz Ward. How about that? And the next fella, we call him Debo. This man 
had one of the greatest defensive games I've seen in my life against the Baltimore Ravens. I think 3.5 sacks. I think like two forced fumbles. I think he had an interception. Like he, he wild out. He wild out. One of the greatest games I've seen from a still a defender. James Harrison. Both of these fellas moved to the semifinalists for the Pro Bowl Hall of Fame. No, excuse me, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, both of these Steelers are in the Steeler Hall of Honor already. Hans were getting in at 2019 in 2019. And James Harrison being on this last run, this last one in 2023. Um, both of these guys I feel like should get in. The, the numbers. The numbers kind of back up Heinz Ward right now, you know, and I don't want to say right now. It it, it backs up Heinz Ward right now, man. Um, and I let me start there. Let me start with him, because Heinz Ward in his career got a thousand catches, which not many players have. I believe it's probably like six or seven guys now with a thousand catches. You know, twelve thousand eighty three yards. Average yards per catch was 12, you know, 85 touchdowns, four-time Pro Bowler, two Super Bowl winning teams, and Super Bowl MVP. Like, how do this guy not make it? And it, I feel like it's only probably because he wasn't a media favorite, and I only say he wasn't a media favorite because he was, he, was, he was knocking guys out. He was knocking guys out. The rules didn't change for nothing. Someone someone didn't like it, you know, and I felt like he probably getting held accountable for that. And, and I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like Heinz Ward definitely should have been in the Hall of Fame, and I feel like this should be the year that he gets in. I know they probably looking like – because if you look at his stats, you know, he played, he played about – 217 games starting 190 of them. Uh, I mean, shoot, he got targeted 1,558 times and he caught 1,000 balls. So he caught double, well, not double, but like, like, come on, man. He was really reliable. He was very reliable. Mr. First Down King. Um, it was so many games, Heinz Ward just especially from like two thousand and one to two thousand four. And I'll even probably throw in up to like two thousand six. You know? Matter of fact, I'll even go for because Heinz Ward's career is funny, man, because his first three years, you know, he had two hundred and forty six yards. Um and this is back in 98. So going forward, you got 638. Then you have 672. Then you have a thousand yards, his first thousand yard season coming in his fourth year. Then after that, you gotta remember the Steelers ain't really a passing team. It was not a passing team at this point. So just keep that in mind. 2002, he 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 upped it. You feel me? 1300. 1300 yards. Then after that, 1100. Then a thousand, and then you know, he started going down a little bit, but you know he almost got a thousand both years back to back. You know, both being at nine seventy five. Year after that, seven thirty two. 
But in 2008, he had a little resurgence, a little emergence. You feel me? With the t- <laughs> he had a thousand yards, and then after that, he had 1,100 yards. You know, and in the last two years, was you know he was basically like the third, fourth option. And you know what was up when Hines were when he was dropping those tight in the window over the middle first down catches, man. That's how you knew it was over for Hines, man. But Hines Ward, you can't I feel like you can't talk about NFL football without mentioning Hines Ward. And I felt like for guys like that, that you can't tell the story of football without them. Come on, man. They gotta be good. They gotta go in the hole. So that's Hines Ward. I feel like he should get in. Is he gonna get in? I don't know, because a lot of guys be leapfrogging him, man. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Now, Debo is interesting because Debo's numbers, it's like borderline. It, it's, it's like borderline or kind of under as far as like, yo, should he get in? But I, my case for Debo would just be you have to look at when he first started. Like, you know, he he wasn't like a young pup getting his starts. You know, he didn't uh, get his first start, not first start, but uh, like an official starter until he was 29 years old. You know, him being 29 years old and getting his first start and then start to have a st- the, for the next, come on, one, two, three, four, five, at least about five years. Hold on, let me give it some. Yeah, about at least the next five years, this be dominant. Defensive player of the year, um, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. He was a part of both Super Bowl teams, significant for the second one with the long touchdown, the greatest play in Super Bowl history, the interception, the 100-yard uh, return. Um, I said defensive player of the year. Like, come on, man. For what he was able to do in that stretch as far as dominate, I feel like that sample size should be enough. And the only reason why he declined after five years of his prime is just because he was older. He was 34. And even at 34, even at 34, you know, he had six sacks. Um, Even in 30s at 36, he only started four games that year and had 5.5. The year after that, 37, five sacks, only did only started one game. Um, and then the year after, same thing, five sacks, only started about seven games. So it was like at 38, like he did he did his thing, man. He did his thing, man. He did his thing. Like he was always available. Well, not always available, but he was like the way I was talking about TJ Watt in the last one. It was like that for James Harrison. And think about it. James Harrison went to war with Roger Goodell. It's famous. They made documentaries on it. Check it out on YouTube right now. Look it up. James Harrison versus the NFL. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Ooh, it's everywhere. We've got to find that thing. And when you find it, come back to me so I can tell you that James Harrison should be in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? I definitely want to know y'all input on that. You know, I'll probably make a blog 
a quick blog just to get some uh, a little interaction on YouTube about it. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for the, today's episode. Definitely appreciate y'all hanging out, sticking out. You know, it's an early one. Not really. It's like regular timing. But yeah, man, it's your guy, Kev Easy. Episode 126 is in the books. See y'all on the next one. It's a new season, baby. Studs for 7 podcast. You already know what it is, man. Gang, gang, you already know what it is, man. It's not a gang. It's a gang. It's the gang. You already know what it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a game, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a game, we winning, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division. Super Bowl, let's win it. <laughs>